Hello everyone, this is Indo-American News Radio and this is the second segment of our program which is uh, the interview and the news. Music, Hang on, I got to turn you on, you know. Okay, there you go. Man, Jawahar, what can I say? Well, you can say hello, hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. Yes. How's everyone out there enjoying the heat, huh? That's right. Yeah. It's first day of summer, when was it? Friday? Was it? I think so. Something Probably, like but... Something uh, like that. The yeah. 22nd. Oh. And so, so, a few days ago. So, the city can actually be called Houston is hot. Tomorrow is yes. the 22nd. Right? 28th. Last, last ah, week. Two, last two, week two, was the 22nd. Two, 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 yeah. But next month, we will say 22nd. Today is 28th. That's right. Jawar is living in the... I don't know where. Yeah. Well, um, I'm totally confused because Pramod is sitting in a chair. Yeah. What is that supposed to mean? Where is he supposed to sit? <laughs> he was having difficulty hobbling, walking. Hobbling yeah, on yeah, his walk. But he yeah, today Pramod is looking great. He's walking without the help of his security blanket. So yes, the <laughs> walker. <laughs> a walker. The walker, walker, walker. You're doing really great, Pramod. Oh, Proud of you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, but so it's been brutal. The physical therapy is just awful. But no. that is what got you to the point where you're at right now. Yeah, so you should thank right. them actually. <laughs> yes, I should. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they do wonders, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah true. but uh, the, uh, the, the thing was that he had forgotten... When he did the first time around, he'd forgotten how brutal it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I waited six years to do my right knee. <laughs> <laughs> so now both are done. Yes. Good. Do you, you have any more knees promoted? <laughs> no. You're as good as new now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just had to make sure I didn't have to do any shoulder or hip. Oh, don't, don't, don't even go there. I know. Hopefully not. Yeah, that's true. Well, some of us need more than just shoulder and hips. Um, anyway, folks, this is Indo-American News Radio, and we're just babbling away. We're going to have a really great program today, because really, um, uh, the gist of our program is going to be uh, dealing with the mental illness and the, the after effects of this, the tragedy that happened in, uh, in uh, Uvalde, Uvalde. The mass shooting. The mass shooting. I've been to Uvalde, by the way, and uh -huh. it is a very small little town, but... Uh, uh, there was no reason for... Uh, what took you there, Jawahar? Uh, I was... Um, I went to Kerrville. Kerrville is just around the corner yeah, from I there. Yeah, I know Kerrville. Yeah, exactly. And from Kerrville, you know, Uvalde is not that far away. And it's a nice little town. I you think you pass Kerrville on the way to San Antonio. No, no. You no? pass Kerrville. It's after San Antonio. Oh, it's, it's after west San of San Antonio. Okay, yeah, west okay. Of. Yeah. Kerrville's got... It's a nice little tourist town. Mm. And that's where HEB started, by the way. Ah, that's the... Claim to fame. Kerrville yeah. is the big ranch, right? No, oh, no. no. Some of no. It's further south. Oh, okay. the, the King Ranch is King further ranch, south. Yeah. Hmm. But Uvalde, um, the tragic uh, situation in Uvalde, the, the events that unfolded, it brought out a whole outpouring of, of um, comments and from people, apart from those who were talking about you know, uh, prayers and thoughts and so on and so forth. We are beyond that at this point. And, and new new reports coming out of you know the right and the, so there's a lot to share about the that. delay th that you know yeah uh, and could have been avoided. People are talking about mental yeah. illness and how that's contributed to this thing and why we didn't catch this the mental il illness in this person. Well, that's easier said than done. If you've seen the movie Minority Report, 
with Tom uh, Cruise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in there, they have these three people who are supposed to figure out who everyone in the world who has ment ment mental illness and cash them before they commit a crime. It's totally uh, next to impossible. Right. But we'll talk about that uh, quite to some degree. And, and especially there was another recent movie which won an Oscar. Uh, yeah. What uh, is interesting about all this is that uh, the security people have to be 100% correct. If they let one incident go by, it creates a, a mass shooting. So their job is quite difficult. Yeah, well, that's true. But security wasn't, isn't the issue here. The issue, the issue is, is the how fact... How did he get a gun so easily and with so well, many rounds? He did and it by law. No, but he did it. That's, They're saying that, it's that's illegal. That's the problem. No, that is the problem. The law is so lax. No, no, they, they, now I just heard, I think on NPR or somewhere, they were saying he illegally bought it. Really? So I don't Because he yeah. was 18 already. But, you know, you all have seen this video which is going around where a 13-year-old cannot buy yeah. cigarettes, cannot yeah. buy lottery tickets, well, cannot buy beer, but mm -hmm. can easily go and just bought a, a rifle. Yeah, but that was illegal. For right, sure. no, no, but no, no. You can buy a gun at a gun show without a license. Uh, without can you be a, underage? You can, they don't have a background security check oh. at gun shows. Oh, okay. And also you can, buy them, you can buy them from an unlicensed dealer yeah. Yeah. or a third party. Like you could exactly. sell it to me exactly. and you don't do any background right, checks. Right. Exactly. This, so anyone can get it. This Individual kid, barter can, can be. But this kid turned 18 six days or four or six days before he committed the crime. Yeah, right. so he was planning it. He so was waiting for... And he was also posting on Facebook. And of course... That I'm, you know, I just shot my grandmother and I'm headed to the school or I'm going to... Right, and of course, yeah. uh, of course, uh, we had Senator Ted Cruz sitting there on the yeah. sidelines thinking, oh, I can catch him. He's got mental illness because I know exactly how to, to identify anyone who's got mental illness. He was pathetic the, when that uh, reporter was asking him why is it such a big problem Sky. in this country. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you think this country is not a good place to say? That's why people... Come he here, was being you know, so, so the best place to live in. He got defensive. And, yeah, <laughs> and he's, the, the reporter kept, you know. Yeah, he uh, was being very condescending to this reporter yes. from Sky, yeah. the UK channel. Yes. And it was totally uh, ludicrous. Uh, the uh, and uh, I, we have a we have to be asking ourselves why we have such a uh, such a despicable leader in, <laughs> in in the Senate representing Texas. That's true. You voted him in. I or did? a majority. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> Thank God I didn't. Texans did. <laughs> but we will be joined by our first guest is going to be uh, from the, the Harris County District Attorney's Office. And she deals with mental illness issues. She's going to be talking about mental illness. So you want me to do the line? Right. So you can go ahead and start the Okay. Lineup. So as you all just uh, heard, classically yours with Jyoti, it was a fabulous uh, one-hour show with Pandit Shantilal Shah, who's, you know, of course, our local tabla maestro. And uh, as you know, you're already that you're listening to in American News. And uh, we are on 98.7 FM. You can also listen to us on the Masala Radio app. By Monday, you can hear the recorded show on podcast, which is uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public and Breaker. Subscribe to our free podcast channel and click to listen. As Jawar was mentioning, at 4.20 p.m., we have Michelle Onken, who is a Harris County Assistant District Attorney in charge of the Child Fatality Division. She has had to deal with many recent terrible cases of child abuse. She talks to us about the prosecution of defendants where mental health, health is an issue, including incompetency to stand trial, 
insanity, mental health specialty courts, and the mental health divergent program. Very appropriate and relevant today. So next we are have our big winner, Sonia Rash, who will be on uh, with us at 5 p.m. She won the May 24th runoff election in Fort Bend to win the Democratic candidate uh, for Justice of the Peace for Precinct 3. I voted for her. <laughs> and I texted her. And she's invited me to her party, celebration party. <laughs> in doing so, she has become the first Zoroastrian to run in a general election for office in the state of Texas and made her community immensely proud. She talks to us about her win and what plans she has for winning the primary in November. At 5.20, our frequent uh, Mumbai correspondent, Avinash Gavai, will call in live, which is going to be 4 a.m. on Sunday there, but he might as well get up to watch the IPL final from the city that never sleeps to give us a description of the expatriate scene there. Also, stay tuned in for news roundup, views, sports, and movie reviews. To be featured on our show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at indoamericannews at yahoo.com. And folks, we do our one-hour quiz session now in the unplugged uh, two weeks and then the third week is Classically Yours with Jyoti. If you all would like to be a contestant on I Think I Know This, please do give us a call. Again, the number is 713-789-6397. Or you can even call us now on the radio and we can take your you know contact information down. 281-277-6874. And the contest, quiz contest is about current events. So if you're into current events, you need to come on our show. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one correction, Sonia... Uh, won the primary runoff. Yeah, of course. And then but she has, she has to, to go into the general uh, yeah, election in November. Head to head with yeah. a Republican the candidate, and I forgot his no, name. Who's the incumbent. He's right. been the incumbent for What's eight years. What's his name? Justin Price, I think that's okay. what his name is. So it's a big hand, but big he's task been, he, hand. he wasn't uh, even challenged last time around, so mm -hmm. he's been in office eight years, very uh, smug and comfortable. <laughs> yeah, so she needs our support, folks. So, Pramod, you want to do the news? Sure. Live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India and around the world. The world remains in shock about the mass shooting of 19 school children and two teachers in Uvalde, Texas. The 18-year-old gunman was able to purchase two AR-15 semi-automatic guns and more than 300 rounds of ammunition just two days after his 18th birthday. He shot his grandmother and then entered the Robb Elementary School to shoot 19 fourth graders and teachers in two classrooms. Despite the children's calls to 9-11 pleading for help, it took 78 minutes before a Border Patrol agent shot and killed the gunman. Governor Greg Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick joined local officials in a press conference later that afternoon. The Republican leaders offered their usual thoughts and prayers before the Democratic gubernatorial candidate, Beto O'Rourke, interrupted the proceedings and told the governor, this one's on you for doing nothing. Gun control is the focus of another confrontation this weekend with the annual conference of the National Rifle Association underway at the George R. Brown Convention Center. Both former President Trump and Senator Ted Cruz addressed the conference and blamed the mass shootings on the mental health of the gunmen. Their solution is not additional background checks or a ban on high-caliber weapons, 
but allowing only one entrance for schools and an armed guard at the entrance. The NRA delegates were confronted outside the convention center by thousands of gun control protesters. It is doubtful that the latest mass shooting incident and the protest changed any minds. According to news reports, however, the only people who may have changed their minds are some gun shop owners in Uvalde who are willing to consider restrictions on the sale of high-caliber semi-automatic guns. Meanwhile, in Ukraine, Russian military seems to be making slow but steady advances in the Donbass region. According to Ukrainian President Zelensky, the Russians are assassinating local officials in towns that they have occupied and transported nearly thousands of likely dissidents to remote corners of Russia with no means of returning or survival. As a result of sanctions against Russia, India is able to buy between 70 to 80 million barrels of crude oil from Russia at a heavily discounted price. Much of the oil is needed for domestic use, but Reliance's Jamnagar refinery, the largest in the world, is converting the Russian crude into diesel, which is exporting to Europe. In other news, a Hindi novel, Reit Samadhi, by author Gitanjali Shri, has won the prestigious Booker Prize. British author Daisy Rockwell has translated the Hindi novel into English with the title of Tomb of Sand. The Booker Prize of 50,000 pounds will be split between the author and the translator. In a related development, a documentary from India, All That Breeds, has won the Golden Eye Awards at the Keynes Festival. The film had previously won the Grand Jury Prize at the Sundance Festival. The documentary follows two siblings who have devoted their lives to rescuing injured birds, particularly black kites. At the Cane Festival, HBO purchased the rights to present the documentary to their audience. In sports news, the IPL's 2022 season is coming to an end tomorrow morning with the final match between the Gujarat Titans and the Rajasthan Royals. In French Open tennis, Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal are heading toward a quarterfinals clash. 19-year-old Carlos Alcaraz is also holding his own. In the women's singles, world number one seed from Poland, Iga Swiatek, has reached the last 16. In the NBA Finals, the Golden State Warriors have reached the finals after beating the Dallas Mavericks on Thursday night by a score of 120-110. to on the other side, Game 7 between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat will be decided in tomorrow's game. In Major League Baseball, ace pitcher for the Astros, Justin Verlander, surrendered four runs in the first inning itself, and eventually uh, the Astros lost the game to Seattle by a score of 6-1. to Nevertheless, the Strohs are two games ahead of, in the American League West. Finally this afternoon, Singapore's National Water Agency and a local craft beer brewery has introduced a new beer under the brand name New Brew. It should actually be called Recycled Brew because the beer is made from recycled sewage water and urine. According to the brewery, the beer has a toasted honey aftertaste. That's all the news for now. More news, views, discussions and music as we continue with the Indo-American News Talk Show.
I don't know. I don't think I'll ever have it. <laughs> the new brew, it can. It's sustainable. It, it goes right through you. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> okay, so I before uh, I know we've got about one minute before we go to the commercial break, but I just wanted to very quickly uh, set the mood up for our first uh, guest, uh, who's already on the line, by the way. The uh, the um, wanted to make sure that people understand uh, the history of mental illness. In 1833, Worcester State Hospital opened in Massachusetts, the first mental hospital fully supported by state funds. Now, I'm going to fast forward this with a lot of other things that people will probably want to talk about, but President Reagan, Ronald Reagan, repealed the legislation uh, in 1981 to take the, push the responsibility of mentally ill patients back to the states, basically uh, uh, cutting off all federal funds to, to support people. And I remember this very well because right at that time, uh, uh, Reagan, by, by virtue of doing this, Reagan actually pushed out all the patients that were being taken care of in mental institutions onto the shoulders of private charities who were then supposed to handle the, the load themselves. Anyway, we'll talk more with Michelle Unken in just a few minutes. This is Indo-American News Radio. Don't go away. American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramon. Indo-American News Radio. Willie Nanayakra and Associates Attorneys and Counselors at Law specializes in immigration over 35 years of experience. New reforms are coming to the old immigration system. Now is the time to get all your immigration questions answered. Attorney George Willie offers free initial one-on-one -on -one consultation every Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on Masala Radio 98.7 FM. Willie Nanayakra and Associates Attorney 14141 Southwest Freeway Visit GWRPC.com. Call 281-265-2522. The great American dream, owning your own home. Prosperity Bank wants to make that dream a reality. How? With their Hop Mortgage. 100% financing with maximum loan amount $350,000. Refinance is allowed. And bankers who work with you. Call 844-U-HOP. That's 844-Y-O-U-H-O-P-P. Prosperity Bank. NMLS 466414. Loan subject to eligibility restrictions and credit requirements. Offered in designated Texas markets. 100% financing based on lesser of purchase price or appraised value. Subject to change. Equal housing lender. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. You know, uh, Jawahar, did you know that Bill Clinton had passed a law in 1994 which uh, banned... Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and it, it was expired in September 2004. It, it, it lasted Just, 10 years. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why they have a, a, a time limit or, a, you know. Well, it's the only way they could get it through Congress. Yeah, but that's so. a shame that, you know, they think they should put it back in 
place, right? Well, we'll talk about more about it later on in the program. But yes. right now, we've got Michelle on the line. Okay, hi. Uh, so I'll give a brief introduction of Michelle Onken. She began her career as a Harris County Assistant DA in 1994. In her current assignment as Division Chief of the Mental Health Division, Michelle supervises the prosecution of defendants where mental health is an issue. This includes incompetency to stand trial, insanity, mental health specialty courts, and the mental health diversion program. Michelle, as the Child Fatality Division Chief, is quite swamped with all these very terrible cases involving children lately. She's a member of the Harris County's Mental Health Standing Committee, the Mental Health Diversion Center Oversight Committee, and the Assisted Outpatient Treatment Advisory Committee. She frequently presents on mental health topics to attorneys, judges, law enforcement, community organizations, and mental health professionals. Uh, welcome to our show, Michelle. Thank you so much. We're I glad you could join me. us. Yeah. So, so Michelle is calling all the way from New Braunfels on a Memorial Day weekend. She oh. she decided to go there and visit family. And here we are putting her back to work. Sorry about that, Michelle. We sincerely appreciate is, you joining us. Good. So Michelle, Thank May you. is Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, why is mental health yeah. a topic of interest for the Harris County DA's office? Well, thank you for saying what I was going to say, which <laughs> is May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And it's just so important as a community that we talk about mental health, obviously, with what just happened in Uvalde. But we have mentally ill people that are in our families, that are our friends. Everyone probably knows somebody who's dealt with this issue. So what we're trying to do at the DA's office, instead of being reactive after something happens, after a crime happens, trying to be more proactive and getting in there and trying to help people address their mental illness and hope that we won't ever see them again in the criminal justice system. And so a really important program that we do is our diversion program. If someone is mentally ill and they do a low-level nonviolent crime, let's say criminal trespass, where the public is not at risk, they're not a safety problem or concern, we take them to our diversion center. The law enforcement takes them there, and they never get prosecuted. They never go to jail. And the goal is that they get connected with all sorts of services. They can get medications they need. They can get therapy. They can get housing. And the hope is then we're never going to see them again. And maybe that's not going to happen in every case, but if even one person can be helped to be stabilized, reconnect with family and friends, get a home, that that's a that's a success story right there. Well, and Michelle, that's what our goal is. Michelle, how old is this program? How many years has it been in effect, and how many people have been diverted into it? So we started in September of 2018, so we're about three and a half years in, and as of the end of April, about 5,300 over 5,300 uh, diversions have happened. Wow! And yeah, so it's it's been amazing. We're so, really, so really proud. How, who, who pays for this? So the money came from grants that were um, approved by the legislature in pre-2018, and also the Harris Center for Mental Health and IDD. That's our local mental health authority. Uh -huh. They 
the DA's office and the sheriff and Houston Police Department all give back in kind. Basically, through our work, we're also donating um, funds, like an in-kind match. And so the money has come in through these grants, and what it's done is that it's saved the county for every dollar that is spent on diversion, the county saves Uh $5.54. So not only is it helping people, it's also saving money at the same time. So we're, again, incredibly proud of it. Uh, Michelle, the the people who go through the mental health uh, initiative, uh, are uh, are they uh, exhibiting different types of uh, mental illness? They're not necessarily all violent, are they? Correct. So there's a huge distinction that we have to make because we're talking about everything in my division from the low-level nonviolent trespass nuisance-type offenses that we don't even want to prosecute all the way up to murders. So we have to really distinguish where we're looking at in terms of seriousness and violence. And we do not want to be diverting anyone that is violent or a public safety threat in any way. Right. So if someone is overly aggressive, you, you know, you just want to make sure people are safe. Well, but as long as they are safe, then you, we want to take them to that diversion center. But you also are in charge of the child fatality division at the yes. DA's office. So, And there's been yes. so many terrible stories about children being neglected or killed uh, just recently. Uh, but uh, it, it's, a, it's not a new phenomenon. It's, it happens quite often. But... Uh, does that, um, the people who commit these crimes, do they get evaluated for mental illness, or is that, how does that work? It, it, well, it's really up to the attorney if they think that their client maybe is not competent to go forward to either enter a plea or have a trial. Um, usually we'll know ahead of time by the time that someone comes into the system, usually they've, they've been looked at before if they have a mental illness, um, so there might already be a diagnosis there. But I want to make it real clear that I have those two areas, but they don't always and actually rarely do they overlap. In other words, most abusers, most people who hurt children, they're just abusers. They're not mentally ill. Uh-huh. Very rarely will we have an intersection where we might have a person where maybe they're actually not guilty because they were insane. They did not know or understand right from wrong because they had a serious mental illness. Well, now, there was a case about a few years ago, about maybe eight or nine years ago, about this mother who actually drove her children into a lake. You remember? There were four kids that that died, but they drowned yeah. in the lake. And she's in jail. She's still in jail. But I think she was determined to be mentally ill. Well, it's, those are the kind of cases, especially when you hear that, they're so horrific that it's our immediate reaction to think, well, they must be insane. And sometimes that is what turns out to be the case. And we have doctors who are experts do evaluations. We do second evaluations, sometimes third, to make sure we are positive that this person is either sane or not sane. And sometimes we agree if our experts all on the same page but that's not the end of the story Michelle, the individual um, would go to a hospital go ahead uh, there's been a lot of talk about the police uh, department you know not recognizing these mental uh, you know uh, and and killing 
right. uh, people who have mental issues and not recognizing the signs. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about funding the police department and having separate uh, uh, departments in the police department. What, what are your thoughts about that? And when you say separate police departments, do you mean like... No, like separate, uh, I don't know, subsections who like... Are, are they trained? They are being trained, is what I'm being told, right? Yes. To recognize gotcha. the signs yes. of, yeah, yeah. Um, so ever since um, the tragedy with Sandra Bland, um, there was an act that put forward a lot of legislation, and part of that was that all police officers that started in the academy, they have to go through a intensive training about mental health and basically how to appropriately assess whether or not someone does have a mental illness and then how to treat them to de-escalate and keep everybody calm. So, yes, everyone is being trained, and especially the newer officers that are coming up, I think, really understand, and so do the newer prosecutors, understand the issues of mental health better and are much more just open to thinking about it than I know when I started over 25 years ago, we just weren't as aware and we didn't talk about it as much. So I yeah. think that's really important. Yeah. So that, that is certainly something that uh, the layman could not deal with. And I'm sure that your training has allowed you and the police officers to, to deal with them a little bit better. Um, we, by the way, we had a caller who just called in that just tuned in. His name is Vumsi. Uh, and he, he brought out an interesting point. He said, uh, talking from the South Asian perspective, he said that in America, people live such isolated lives that they sometimes mm. can't distinguish certain reality from unreality, and then also they don't have access to possibly the right medication. So right. how do you respond to that? Well, isolated lives, um, I think that when you're talking about either people being in distress and being mentally ill or whether or not it's about children that are not being treated appropriately um, and being abused. There's so much that it's like, see something, say something, reach out, reach out to your neighbors. Um, if, if you're concerned about a family member or a friend that you think something's off, um, we, we look back like the Uvalde situation and say, why didn't someone, you know, contact law enforcement? I mean, and I guess it's easy to look back in hindsight at what we could have done, but it's the same thing with, with tragedies with children that are abused and end up being killed, and people all look back and say, maybe at this point something could have been done or should have been done, and I think people are afraid to say something, but we have to take care of each other. I mean, whether it's adults or children, and that's a really hard one for people that are isolated because maybe they don't have that, that structure in place of people that can step in to help them. So well, I guess so, we have to just be better neighbors. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. We need to keep an eye out for yeah, each other. Uh, Michelle, if you remember seeing uh, The Dark Knight, it won an Oscar uh, Joaquin the movie? F yeah, Joaquin Phoenix was uh, awarded he, the best He actor. was, the mentally, so he was the mentally ill patient and he uh, was, you know, transferred from one, one program to the other and then, you know, they couldn't provide his pills anymore. So, you know, uh, such 
things, how can we avoid that? Such things probably do happen uh, in reality too. And they too. contribute to, yeah. Right. And and actually I was going to, I'm going to tag on to what you just said, Sanchali. Uh, there, uh, we, we're talking about one, uh, uh, the district attorney's office involved in mental health issues, but there must be a lot of agencies, right, that, that can be, uh, Absolutely. Uh, that can be actually able to help other people. With mental illness, yes. specifically, yep. right. I mean, our so the the big one in our local area is the Harris Center for Mental Health and IDD. Again, as our local mental health authority, they've got clinics all over town, all over the Harris County area, and um, that is a huge source of help for people to get the medication that they need um, to get counseling, treatment, mentorships whatever it is, um, a lot good peer support for people who've gone through it. That's really important, too. And they're a wonderful agency, and we're really lucky because that organization works really well with my office, with Houston Police Department, with the Sheriff's Office, and really trying to build those relationships so law enforcement can learn as much as they can about how to handle those specific defendants, and um, then we all learn from each other, right? And right. We, we talk to each other. We constantly are having meetings and kind of exchanging information, hoping to avoid yeah. problems. But I think training is the big, the huge thing. So uh, it's interesting. I, earlier before you came on, I had just mentioned it. I don't know if you heard me, but... Uh, in I did. I the, did. Fir- the first... Uh, ment- mental institution was Worcester State Hospital in Massachusetts, eight, opened in 1833. And then during World War II, there were more conscientious objectors who ended up entering state psychiatric hospitals to um, replace doctors who were sent away from the war. But but the, 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 the treatment of these uh, patients was, was getting... Um, they were getting some, but by can you believe by 1955 there were 560,000 people in mental institutions that were requiring t- treatment, mm-hmm. and state of California itself only uh, they had 37,000 people, and of course what I mentioned earlier is that uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, after he became president, uh, he took away all the federal funding for mental institutions. And therefore, uh, people were thrown out on the streets. And those who were thrown out on the streets, not only were they mentally ill, but they were suddenly homeless, too. And so mm-hmm. then it was, it was up to the charities like churches and other nonprofits to do something about trying to help people with mental illness. Now, there is a, there's a connection between homelessness and mental il- illness, is there not, uh, yes. Michelle? Ab- ab- yes, absolutely. And I think because we, what we see is that um, they they feed off of each other. Um, when someone is unstable in, in terms of their housing, they're not going to be stable in terms of medication. Um, all the the support system that people need to be living uh, um, the best that they can with their mental illness, and we so many times see that person that is homeless. I can't. We cannot make the assumption that they're mentally ill, but many times they are. And so that's a huge thing that we see on the trespass cases. And that's why we, that is the big case that we divert because 
these individuals, they don't have anywhere to go. Um, they don't have a home. They don't, they're not able to hold down a job. They're maybe self-medicating, like you alluded to. They're not, because they're not getting the proper medication, they're drinking or using other illegal drugs um, to try to make themselves feel better because they're not getting what they really need. And so that's why it's so important to get them stabilized. And that's what Diversion and our um, Harris Center for Mental Health, they help with, and that's what it's so important. If you can get someone, you know, rise to their doctor, get them on the right medications, get what they need that's helping them, that's huge. And they've, I mean, it's just amazing what, what they continue to do. Um, right. Um, that's true. Uh, uh, Michelle, uh, you know, the mass shooters, um, you know, many people think of them as being mentally ill and right. they they think that uh, these are just one off uh, incidents and it's hard to tell uh, through psycho psychoanalysis or any other means uh, mm -hmm. to figure out ahead of time that they're going to be mass shooters so um, right. uh, they think this is just collateral damage of uh, living in yeah. uh, society so what's your thinking along those well, lines well actually michelle uh, sorry promote mm -hmm. we're almost out of time we're going to be going to a commercial break oh. in about 30 seconds but hold on to that thought yes and sure. and we'll be back folks we're talking to michelle onkan who's the assistant uh, district attorney with, with for Harris County. She deals with uh, child fatality issues as well as mental health issues, as you're hearing. And she was talking to us about the the facilities that Harris County can offer through a, a mental health diversion program. So uh, further on down in the program, we'll give you a phone number to reach out and see how you could avail of that. This is Indo-American News. Don't go away. We'll be back after these messages. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American Indo News Radio. पिछले दो सालों में बहुत कुछ बदला और अगर कुछ है जो नहीं बदला वो है महाराजा के हीरे The most beautiful diamonds precisely crafted in eternal designs Maharaja best quality diamonds at pre-inflation prices Maharaja bringing diamonds to life 5821 Hillcroft 7134806776 Suites, come relax in our indoor pool or host your event in our ballroom. Perfect for weddings, receptions and sangeet. State-of-the-art ballrooms. In-house, South Asian and continental cuisines. Outside catering is allowed. Two locations, Energy Corridor and KT. To see our hotel or for ballroom bookings, call Anam Shabir, 832-391-6259. Embassy Suites, raising the bar. Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala Retail Outlet at Factory Location, 13220 Murphy Road. Chandrika Masala, 100% homemade spices, attas and chutneys. 713-789-3088. Chandrikamasala.com. 713-789-3088.
वो बरसों पुराना स्वाद यहाँ कहाँ बरसों पुराना स्वाद अरे भुजिया का उसके लिए एरे गहरे नहीं भुजिया के एक्सपर्ट्स चाहिए बिकानो इधर लाओ इधर लाओ तुम कह रहे थे वो स्वाद कहाँ भुजिया मतलब बिकानो जो बनती है बरसों पुरानी खास ओरिजिनल रेसिपी और बेस्ट क्वालिटी के इंग्रेडिएंट्स से हमसे बेहतर भुजिया को जाने कौन बरसों ऐसी बिकानो डिस्ट्रीब्यूटेड बाई सुपीरियर ट्रेडिंग डालस एंड अवेलेबल इन ऑल लीडिंग स्टोर ऑफ टेक्सिस Indo American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews and Local Community Roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM Hi I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali and I'm Pramod Indo American News Radio Welcome back everybody we're talking to Michelle Onkin who's the assistant district attorney for Harris County and she's talking she's talking about mental health issues and how they relate to to violent crime and so on and so forth Pramod you had a question yes, um, before the commercial break I had asked Michelle uh, what her thoughts were regarding the mass shooters whether uh, their uh, mental illness can be uh, tracked ahead of time or Uh, how do we treat these issues thank you so michelle what are your thoughts i'm sorry yeah what are your thoughts on uh, i had the put mass you on shooters? mute michelle sorry about that mm-hmm. oh okay can you hear me okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah go ahead please okay i think we have to remember that not everybody who does something horrific necessarily has a mental illness and i think that that if we assume that that's that's kind of an insult to people that are living with mental illness right because they're not all violent not not by a long shot right right and some people are just evil and mm-hmm. they're i mean this situation in uvaldi is something that it it's just hard to wrap your head around right mm-hmm. yeah. and i think that this is just somebody without a soul without a heart i don't i can't even comprehend how someone takes actions like that. So and I think that so even if let's say that somebody we they had a mental illness it's almost like you said exactly that movie minority report we'd almost have to have some crystal ball where we could figure out who was going to commit a crime and and we know that's not real. We that's not something that we can do. Um I think that the other thing that we have to talk about is people's rights, their privacy rights. about their health history including their mental health history correct correct because there are people who have been incarcerated for mental health issues and not been able to get out even though they seem to be better one exception is of course uh, uh the the guy who who shot Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. what was his name John Hinckley yes John Hinckley right. is now actually on uh, he's been released into the public and um He used to live with his mother until his mother passed away. Now he's he's sixty something, sixty six years old, something like that. But that that is that is one example of someone who's been able able to overcome their mental illness. And, and don't you, isn't that right, Michelle? Right. Well, so what the judges can are able to do, and I can certainly speak to Texas. If someone is determined to be not guilty of a crime because they were insane. that's not the end of the story they're still going to be hospitalized in one of our state hospitals yeah and then every year the judge will look at that again and determine are they safe are is it okay for them to be out in the community or do they need to still be inpatient and so 
every year we kind of come back and look at that again and the doctors weigh in and um, it's just a, a good way to, to keep an eye on these individuals and make sure that the community is safe. Uh, and that's, so that's what happened with Hinkley. Michelle, how do the finances work out? Because this is definitely a very, very expan- uh, expensive program to maintain. And uh, how do we support, you know, financially? Well, so that's the, the state hospital system is um, the system. So it's a state commission and committee, um, Health and Human Services, that runs all of our hospitals. So that's part of just, you know, what we pay into society, you know, being citizens. Um, you, you're saying that this is, funded, this is funded through property taxes? It, it's a, um, I wish I had a better answer, Jay. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's got to be our state. I mean, it's got to be through taxes somehow that goes into the state funding because they've got a certain amount that's earmarked but, because the state runs our hospital system. Right, but I, I given the, the ideology of our governor and lieutenant governor and, and attorney general, I do not think that it's so benevolent that they're going to be out there trying to f- support these, these kind of programs, which they probably think are liberal programs, but that's a different story. Um, well, well, and not to confuse, well, so our program locally, the, the diversion program, we're doing our own thing. I mean, oh, we, are, I we are doing this at the local level. Uh, through Harris level, County. Through Harris County, exactly, and through all of our partnerships. I again, see. Through our local mental health authority and with the other police agencies, our big two, the sheriff and Houston Police Department. But the state level, that's just something that they have to do. They are required to have these facilities for people who are incompetent to get them competent or for people that are dangerous that have been found not guilty by reason of insanity. They've yeah. got to be hospitalized. So that's part of the state's job. Right. They I have see. to do that. I see. You know, uh, one thing that we haven't touched on, and I wanted to do, to do this uh, before the end of our um, discussion with you, is uh, how mental illness figures into people who actually... Who who how who who can vote? How do they have the? Uh, can they receive? Um, can can their right to vote be taken away? No. Okay. No, not 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 at this point. <laughs> okay, okay, but you know, I mean, uh, if they figured if they uh, deemed to have a mental condition or illness, then can they also? Possess firearms? Well, so are we talking about background checks? Or, I mean, no, again, no, no yeah, just, that would be part of it, yes. Yeah, I guess that would be part it's of good. it, right? NCIS? Is it NCIS? But National uh, Crime Criminal Investigation, something or the other. It's called the NIC. Yeah, NICS. It's the National Instant Criminal Background Check System. So there is no law that says if you are mentally ill, if you have a diagnosis, you cannot have a gun. There's no law that says that. Ah. There are laws about gang members and people carrying weapons, people who have criminal records, et cetera, or committing a crime. Um, that could, that's illegal. There are also laws about people with prior felons records in other words right. they're yes. a felon convicted they cannot have a weapon so that's a crime 
unto itself. The reason I ask is because west. right now there's such a hullabaloo from all quarters about people who are mentally ill and therefore they should not be carrying firearms. But but right. but but the, I couldn't find any a statute that said yeah. that a mentally ill person could not own a firearm. You're correct. There is not a. There's no law like that. I see. Okay. Well, that answers that question. Um, well, uh, Michelle, the, the uh, you know we we really appreciate you being with us and, and shedding light on this. Now, if someone sure. actually has a problem and they want to go out and uh, and uh, the um, get some help, is is there a number they can call, like three one one or nine one one? Which which where? How do they get through to this? Um, and I wish I had my, my stuff for, for <laughs> the Harris Center for Mental Health so, and IDD. Okay. And, of course, I don't have their, their number at the top of my, of my head, but they have um, an easy website to get to with all of the contact. If you need immediate assistance, um, they've got wonderful outreach people, counselors who can talk to people if they are in a crisis. Correct. Um, suicide hotlines, everything like that. So Harris, um, Harris so Center for Mental Health, is that what it's called? Mental Health and IDD. IDD. What does IDD mean? Um, that is um, Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, so that's I'm a, sure yeah, so it's people a really can, long title. Yeah, people can Google it and then get the contact info. Right. It's very valuable because uh, there are times when some people can uh, uh, can become temporarily, I suppose, yes. mentally unstable, and they, they probably need some help uh, before they go Which out. You are, like, operating the radio uh, <laughs> I am not mentally ill, although I would, <laughs> although sometimes it feels like I shouldn't be here. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Promote always likes to, to well, jab you. me with these things, you know, Michelle. I'm going to anyway. report him to the Harris County District Attorney's Office. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and I we'll say you're mentally ill, Joe. <laughs> I, I heard nothing. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> but really, thank you for talking about this and just raising awareness, and it, we might not always have an answer at the end, but it's a great conversation. No, no, it's a very good conversation. Yeah, and folks, very if, informative. If you do believe that you know someone who needs some mental assistance uh, for, for whatever they're going through, uh, so the, the place to, uh, to reach out to is Harris Center for Mental Health and IDD, Intellectual Development Disorder, I guess. Yeah. And uh, and so that's funded by Harris County, and I think uh, uh, that will help sa save some people. I know just last week we talked about a, a, a husband who shot his wife and killed himself. Yes, so, yes. So there's some sort of uh, things like that happening. They don't just happen overnight. but That's true. Yep. Michelle, thank you. Michelle Unken, the Assistant District Attorney for Harris County, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you Thanks, have, Michelle. You have a good rest of your time in uh, New Braunfels. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you all so much. Have a great evening. You, you too. too. Bye Take bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. So, uh, well, th that was very um, informative. Informative. Yes. And Sanchali, you uh, do you need to contact this 
office? Ha ha ha! He's trying to get <laughs> back. Pramod, come behalf. to my rescue, please. <laughs> on your behalf. He's asking you. <laughs> Pramod, you're too good. <laughs> on my behalf. I on be- your behalf, yes, I can call them. <laughs> because you're not in a mentally <laughs> right frame fit of mind. situation to even call. Well, after what's happened in the last uh, few days and after listening to... Yeah, everyone's like... Uh, listening know. to Despicable Cruise, I am I'm inclined to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to lose I, my I, marbles yeah, there. Exactly. So, uh, by the way... Talking about something despicable, I just want to bring this out to people. We're going to be talking about this uh, probably later on in the program. But in February 2019, Santa Fe, New Mexico, you know, there was a big deal that happened over there. There was a mass shooting and so on. Lincoln County Sheriff, his name was Sheriff Robert Shepard. He said that... um, uh, He was sick and tired of having to deal with all this stuff. My brain is being fried... Uh, He said, there were 28 of New Mexico's 33 sheriffs who opposed the House bill covering universal background checks. Hmm. Why would they do that? Yeah, that's what gets me. This uh, 2019, three years ago, right? So he he said, we're opposed to any more restrictive gun measures at all. This is just a a step closer to full gun registration. What's wrong with that? Nothing. The thing is, the NRA runs the country. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you might try whatever, you might try as hard as you want. Nothing is going to change. And and a few weeks ago, uh, we had Representative Ron Re- Reynolds on our show. Mm-hmm. He's from Fort Bend County. He represents this area. So he, he had filed in uh, 2019 a house bill to, uh, to close the loophole for firearms sold and traded at gun shows by private individuals or unlicensed vendors. Remember that video you were talking about, the 13-year-old bought the gun? Well, apparently you, you can do that, and this lo- loophole exists, but to date, this loophole has not been closed. And you think anything's going to change soon? No, well, that's... that's but I think we have to work on it. We have if to work we on it. give up before starting, then... Uh, but There's see, no entire country, majority, do not want, you know, I mean, they oppose what is going on right now. But actually, is uh, that making any difference? Well, actually, uh, uh, news reports say that 53% of uh, American citizens support uh, stricter gun control. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Right. And, and, and so one, the 53% don't count. The other 47% count in this well, country. And one staunch NRA supporter. Actor, actor John White, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he actually uh, uh, said today that he, uh, uh, he, was, uh, he was totally aghast at what had happened, that he supported stricter dun- gun control. And some of the performers at the NRA, they canceled their shows, Correct. their yeah. concerts. But yeah. one, one more thing I want to say. You know, I, uh, there's some chat groups, uh, they see chat groups in town. Mm-hmm. And I am just horrified at some of the rhetoric that's going on in some of these uh, mm-hmm. chat groups. Because what are they saying, John? Why they, are you horrified? Because they are all pro... Uh, yeah. uh, They're the 47%. Yeah, and, and, but these 47% are basic. 47% is a huge percentage, Jawahar, you don't understand. No, uh, what I don't... What, is just a f- what, I'm, what I'm having a difficult time is understanding that our Desi people who are in this way. And, you know, they're, they're actually talking about 
they, they, uh, they're obscuring the issue by talking about abortion, about uh, the, the Ukraine war, everything else except what is happening here with the uh, with guns even with the abortion issue you know majority but of the uh, uh, u.s population they do not want the right. you know so um, just like the the other side uh, wade versus you know, road to go away but no they organized the supreme court is the final authority in this country yeah. but those people organized themselves and they worked for uh, one decade two decades they've been working for a long time to get uh, you know, uh, pro-life uh, legislation, and they worked uh, NRA those people uh, to avoid gun control legislation. So, uh, what they did is something we can also do. Yeah. So, what do you think of what uh, Beto O'Rourke uh, did uh, when Abbott was uh, presenting? It was a press conference, I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah, he confronted Abbott and saying But then uh, he was escorted you. out. Yeah, I know. But that's And then I think he had a rally. I got an invitation to that rally at in front of uh, George Brown at the NRA convention. Yeah. He was supposed to be rallying at 12 yeah, noon. Yeah, he, he was there and he did um, uh, took a huge part in the rally and he also donated blood. So okay. his heart is in the right place. Okay. We we certainly are going to be talking a little bit more about this after uh, we get done with Avinash Gawai, who is the last guest, and then we'll have a chance to talk some more. But it's this is a horrific thing, and it's it's mind-boggling that people are not able to grasp the fact that you got to do something because we're looking like stupid fools on the world stage. Mm -hmm. Okay, the, we have 101 uh, how, mass murders like this have happened, and uh, compared to the rest of the developed world. We look stupid. Mm -hmm. And it's just getting from bad to worse, you know? Yeah. I started about 20 years ago, but it's still going on and it's increasing. So, yeah. Right. So, it, this is Indo American News uh, Radio, folks, and we'll be back after these messages with our next guest, who is Sonia Rash. And we, he, she is on the phone, so don't go away. We'll be back with her. You're listening to Masala Radio, 107.5 KGLK, HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM, K254BZ, Fairbanks. Masala! हमारी बहू आएगी और घर को सजाएगी बहू के सपने छोड़ो हमारा घर तो ओरिएंटल रग से सजाएंगे ओरिएंटल रग ऑफ ह्यूस्टन हैज लेड द रग इंडस्ट्री फॉर 4 डेकेड्स टू ऑफर द हाईएस्ट क्वालिटी रग्स विद प्राइसेस यू कैन नॉट फाइंड एनीवेयर एंड फैक्ट्री प्राइसेस ऑन प्योर सिल्क कश्मीरी रग्स ओरिएंटल रग ऑफ ह्यूस्टन नियर केटी 8327028270 ओरिएंटल रग ऑफ ह्यूस्टन.com this is Sheriar. Come visit us at Mai Kolaji, Sugarland, and Dallas. Fusion of Pakistani and Indian cuisines. We specialize in kebabs and karais. If you ever have our Loki Kahalwa, I bet you will come back for more. Kolaji Fine Dining. Come visit the Sugarland location, 59 and Williams Trace, next to Home Depot. For catering, call 281 240 0786. The best Pakistani and Indian fusion. In Houston. This is Sherry R. Yeah, Kolachi Kikahani. 
Indo American News Radio, India News, US News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo American News Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back, listeners.、Uh, we're glad to have you back. And our guest、uh, now is Sonia Rash. She's a Houston、uh, native and she's the proud daughter of two working class parents. Her father was a bookkeeper from India and her mother, a nurse in Karachi, where Sonia was born. She attended high school for the performing arts and, upon graduation, attended Our Lady of the Lake University in San Antonio. And went on to receive a master's degree in international economics from St. Mary's University,、uh, which is also in San Antonio. Sonia is a proud honors graduate of the Texas Southern University's Thurgood Marshall School of Law. She began her law career as an associate with the Hall Law Firm, where she worked for civil rights, personal injury, and complex litigation.、Uh, Sonia won the May 24th runoff against Hussein Hadi. To become the Democratic candidate for November for Fort Bend County Justice of the Peace, Precinct 4. In doing so, she has become the pride of the Zoroastrian community who wants her to become the first elected official in the state of Texas. Welcome, Sonia, to our、uh, radio program. Hi there. How's everybody?、Uh, uh, Hi, Sonia. Hi, Sonia. I think、uh, it's Precinct 3, right? Yes.、Oh, it says 4 on you. Right. It, yes, it's, it's Precinct 3. After redistricting, we became Precinct 3. Right.、Oh, okay. So it was 4、oh, before.、Okay. That's, that, that's yes, what we're doing. Yeah, we're、correct. not being able to keep up with the redistricting. <laughs> we don't know who we are voting for anymore, you know, because you see all these signs everywhere、uh, at right, the polling locations, yeah, yeah. and they're not on the ballot for us.、Yeah. You know, we're like,、oh, yeah, why are there posters out there? I completely understand. <laughs>、yeah. So, Sonia, Are you now f-、uh, well rested after all the excitement over the last few months? Well, I'm getting there. I mean, this was a long, hard race for all the candidates. And, you know, now we're going to rest for a little while and then get back up and keep on moving towards November, as you said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now, aren't you going to be making like a half a million dollars at this position if you get elected? <laughs> <laughs> really? No, I'm not. Tell、I、us more. <laughs> <laughs> Where that information came from. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joar's mental health, which is talking to you. <laughs> is,、uh, no, but really,、uh, this, this is a long, hard slog. And, but you, you overcame the, the, the first go around, then you overcame Hussein Hadi. I think the, you won something like、uh, 59%, 58%, 59%. I don't know, I don't remember. But、uh, it was about 60%. Wow. Okay. That's great. Right. So、yeah. that was really good. And so you feel your chances are very good for the next、uh, go around in November? I do, but I always tell、uh, people that it's only going chance, our chances are only going to be good only if people actually come out to vote. And I'm hoping in November, many people didn't show up for this election.、Uh, all of Fort Bend, I believe we were only 7. Point, I, I don't know, 7.1%. Of the entire Fort Bend even showed up for these runoffs. How apathetic so, is that? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's terrible. But that's true of a lot of elections, right? Especially、yeah. runoffs. 
Correct, correct. It's unfortunate, but it's true. And I always remind people, especially right now, we, you know, we I heard that y'all were talking about gun control. And there's only one way to change these uh, these rules, these laws, is to elect elect officials correct. who have this in mind. And if we just sit at home and we don't we don't stand up and we don't come out to vote. Well, this is exactly what's going to keep on happening yes, until yes, we change they, the, the system with by electing people right. who believe in sensible uh, gun control laws. Right, we don't absolutely. Don't have the right to complain anymore. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, we, we have uh, to elect the right officials. In well, you know, uh, there is a video circulating right now with uh, with Governor Abbott gleefully after he signed the uh, the proclamation last September about open carry. Yeah, uh, and he's he he talks about how Texas is now a, a sanctuary state for open yeah, carry. Yeah, in, in at the NRA, everyone's walking around with arms openly. Yeah, how, were you there? No, I'm hearing all these. Oh, okay, okay. But Sonia, tell me, um, uh, you know, you, the Zoroastrian community is beside itself that you've been elected in the at least yeah. in this go around. H- have you heard from a lot of them? I have. I've heard from a lot of people, and to be honest, I've heard from all the all the different type of communities. That's as far as the Western community, and I am happy and proud to represent everyone. Um, that's what this position should all. That's what any elected official position should be. We represent everyone, regardless of their religion, race, gender, creed, and so I'm very fortunate that the good people of Fort Bend County came out and they voted for me and I say this is not my win this is definitely our win together right right no no I understand that I mean spoken like a true uh, politician but (laughs) we're talking about the Zoroastrian community and it's by itself it's such a tiny community and for them to have somebody like you come along it makes them proud and I think that you know they they need to savor that moment don't you think Pramod? certainly so, uh, Sonia, if you become the Justice of the Peace in November, tell us, you know, what kind of uh, community activism and, you know, what kind of changes you'll be able to bring about with your position well, in uh, office. Sure. So some of the things and some of the platforms um, in my plan would be, first, you know, the Justice of the Peace predominantly, and I'll just kind of go through some of the things that it deals with. One is tra- their traffic cases. Um, and we all get traffic cases. Oh, and Sinchali needs a lot of help in that department, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Um, some of the things that I want to do, besides, like, for example, with our traffic cases, I know just from my own experience as a mother, a working mother of two, that it definitely is very difficult to come out and go to court for a traffic ticket. Either I'll have to either take off a half a day or a full day, and sometimes we even sit there just to reset a case. And by that time, your whole day is wasted, basically. Your whole day may be wasted. So what I would like to do is have the convenient video hearing so people have that choice. So virtual, virtual. Absolutely, yeah. That would be a big time saver, yeah. Yes, it it definitely would. It definitely would. It would save time. It would save money for everybody. Why isn't it done so right now? Because especially during COVID, that had become the norm almost, right? Well, some some courts do have it. Some courts do have it, but it would be nice to have that option for hearings for most of them. Uh, the I see. What are the other things that the GO, JOP does? Marries well, people? 
the JP, the JP does marry people, but it also not only that does deals with your truancy. It deals with small claims of twenty thousand dollars or less. Sanjali owes me money. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I, I hope, hopefully I won't be seeing you in the sport. <laughs> More than once, huh? <laughs> and? You know, those are just some of the, well, those are just the, some of the main things it does. It does also your evictions. If, if, uh, if a landlord comes in and they haven't been paid for X amount of months. It's wow. So, so it does a wide variety of um, types of cases. Right, so it's really uh, all those kind of little things that affect a person's daily life. Correct, That's, and this is why this court truly is the people's court. Uh-huh, I see, okay. Uh, so, and, and is it located in downtown Sugarland? No, it's Richmond? Actually, that's a good question. It's at, located in Sugarland. It's located off of Derry Ashford. Um, it is in the same building as your constable's office. Oh, I see. Okay. Correct. Okay. So, and and do you also have the power to throw somebody in in jail for lack of doing something? Well, I technically could. <laughs> I technically could. I mean, I think that would be a harsh um, punishment. It would really depend on what the what the accusation was, or what the charge was, or even what the um, claim is to throw somebody in jail uh, for a misdemeanor. So. I, you know, that's something you really have to think more so, than twice for. So, so all the things that you deal with are misdemeanors? But yes, predominantly they are misdemeanors. They're Class C. Uh-huh. And, and, and uh, have you been dealing with these kind of uh, cases in your in private your practice? practice? Yes. I have, and but not only for my own personal in my own personal firm, but I've also worked for other firms. Like some people may or may not know the Kubash firm, who has one oh, of yes. the highest volumes. So I was a Michael Kubash has been on our radio program several times. Oh, well, great. So um, I used to work with him on um, contract basis and uh-huh. doing a lot of cases for him in all over Texas, though. I shouldn't, it's not just one county. I used to work in all over Texas doing multiple um, JP courts for, not just for them, but for other law firms, too. Uh-huh. I see. Okay. So on an average day, for instance, how many such cases uh, would you be, you know, conducting? You're talking about once, if I'm fortunate enough to be on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> We're already assuming that you're going to be on the bench. Right, yeah. right. Yes. So if I was on the bench, you know, and it really depends on the day what type of dockets you have. I mean, if you can do Fort Bend, obviously, is a lot smaller than our Harris County. So we probably wouldn't have the same volume as Harris County does, and especially in precinct, the precinct that I'm running in, precinct three. But you were looking at on a daily basis, maybe 50 to 100 cases. Uh-huh. Um, That's going a lot. through, and, and it really depends on when... When I take, let's assume I take that bench and how many cases are still out there and mm-hmm. make sure there's no backlog. The one thing that we want to do is make sure everybody gets their day in court and there is no backlog. I mean, it's shameful if you have to wait a year or two for a traffic ticket to get cleared up. Right. So I, I, a thought just occurred to me. You, you mentioned Michael Kubash that also yeah. and that you'd worked with him. So do, does, do some of these cases that the JP court handle, do they involve large sums of money that you actually need a bail rather than being able to pay with a credit card or a check? 
Well, I guess it depends on what you consider large sums of money. I mean, to a lot of people, a couple of hundred dollars is a large sum yeah. of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it just it depends on the individual. If they find that, hey, this is a large sum of money that people... A lot of people put um, their their fines on credit cards. And not only that, but we have their payment plans to help people along. Uh, I see. But you don't need to invest in a bond. For the mo- for most of them, you do not. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you you're talking about something that's maybe one or two percent of a case of cases. Uh, uh, I but see. For most cases, you do not, and uh, you shouldn't. Yeah, Sonia. Uh, going back, uh, politically speaking, is precinct three predominantly Democratic or predominantly Republican? So this is a really good question. I'm going to tell you, our precinct three right now is a test case, and I say that because we were all redistricted. Right, so right. So we've never had, um, we've really never been able to establish right now. Now, the majority, I'll tell you this, Precinct 3 is 40% South Asian mm-hmm. minorities. Okay. Okay. And so if we came out as Democrats, we would definitely, definitely have Precinct 3 as a Democratic uh, precinct. But, but, but early, earlier in the program, I already established that there's a significant number of South Asians who are not Democrats. They're actually Correct. very arch conservative people, which surprised the heck out of me when I, <laughs> you know, so, so obviously there's going to be an uphill battle here. Yeah, what's your campaign? strategy going to be moving forward uh, because well, so i think it's always an uphill battle when you're right. running for public office you you really have to you really have to understand that nothing comes easy everything is an uphill battle and you've got to be prepared and i'm prepared for that i mean i know that i'm doing this one for the community i love the community i live in i want to continue to help the community and not just the community of precinct three but all of our surrounding communities because we are truly in this together and if anyone says that we are not then they really need to reevaluate uh what what their thinking ability is when it comes to community right and you know uh in in the races the runoff races uh kaiser imam lost nita sani lost yes and then suleiman lalani won. he, he yeah. won right and you won uh, you, you and then also in harris county uh monica singh won uh ben cho who was the asian running for commissioner he lost and uh jason long he lost also to Andrea Biel, who was actually on our show uh, earlier this year. So, uh, and then to, Farah lost. And too. Farah lost earlier. Yeah. But to me, it's very important to have an Asian on, in, uh, in power. In, uh, and both of these races, Lanani and yours, are of special interest to a lot of people. So I, I beseech everyone out there, to vote for Be Sonia. responsible. Not, and, uh, yeah, yeah to, to, to think of you in November. Now, November is five months away. So, you know, people may not, or oh, six months away, so people may not remember. You're going to have to keep your, your self very, yeah. very visible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like for sure. F- but, you know, I, I, I certainly hope that the people today remember what's going on right now, right now in our history, with, with, as we talk about gun control, as we talk about women and their rights, our rights to control our own body. These are the things we have to remember in November, because if we forget this in November, again, we're looking at the same results 
next year and the year before and the year, I mean, sorry, and the year after and after. So it is, it behooves people to remember this and that to remember when they go out to vote, they're not just voting about what is going on that day. They're voting on what has gone on throughout these whole, this whole year and last year. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I have a dumb question, Sonia. So when I was getting picked for jury duty, I used to go to this courthouse, which is like in the Richmond area off of 99. Mm-hmm. So now, since we are part of Precinct 3, I'd be going to the Dairy Ashford courthouse? That depends on your jury duty summons. You, oh, if you are okay. jury duty summons for a district court or a Got it. court, then you would still be going, all, you would be going to the, I say the, Richmond Court. Um, okay. On, I think it's Eugene Hyman is the street. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, Sonia, this is going to be a challenge, of course, keeping yourself fresh and freshly in everyone's mind. But your name is one that that everyone should remember. So, everyone, uh, I like to say this. I know Sonia probably started this, but. Sonia Rash is the rash that you want. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and Let me help you out. I, I would like to say one more. I would like to say it, I would be the rational choice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. And the name Sonia Rash looked so good on so many months on the, the front page of the Indo-American News. Right. Yes. Yes. And, and we're hoping that you'll be there again. Right. <laughs> yes, for sure. And, sure. and of course, uh, so we wish and the very looking best of luck. forward to celebrating with you, Sonia. <laughs> oh, oh you're yeah. you, you having a celebration party? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I was. We're having a celebration you. party. Hopefully, everyone will be able to attend. I was not invited, so I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't vote for her. <laughs> but, oh, you didn't vote for me. There see? You no, but I don't live in Sugarland, but I do come to Sugarland <laughs> once a week. <laughs> Absolutely. I would like everybody to show up, even the people with. Yeah. Well, Sonia, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time from your Memorial Day weekend and your family to to talk to us. And we're really excited about the the prospect of you actually going further along and becoming JP for Fort Bend. And representing our community. Yes, yes. yes. So proud of you. And and, and we, we look forward to having you with us again sometime in the next few months. Meanwhile, folks, we're going to be going on to the next uh, caller who's going to be calling in very shortly. Thank you, Sonia. Thanks for coming. Take care and enjoy the party. Enjoy the... Thank (laughs) you. Whatever party, okay, I'll enjoy it. Our own. (laughs) All right. All right, Sonia, take care. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. Well, we're going to be coming on to our next uh, caller who hasn't called in yet. I don't know why. He's calling all the way from Bombay. I need to call him and wake him up, huh, Pramod? Yes. So this is going to be Avinash Gawai, our Bombay correspondent, and he will be there in very shortly. Don't go away. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. 
वो बरसों पुराना स्वाद यहाँ कहाँ बरसों पुराना स्वाद अरे भुजिया का उसके लिए एरे गहरे नहीं भुजिया के एक्सपर्ट्स चाहिए बिकानो इधर लाओ इधर लाओ तुम कह रहे थे वो स्वाद कहाँ भुजिया मतलब बिकानो जो बनती है बरसों पुरानी खास ओरिजिनल रेसिपी और बेस्ट क्वालिटी के इंग्रीडियंट ऐसी हमसे बेहतर भुजिया को जाने कौन बरसों ऐसी बिकानो डिस्ट्रीब्यूटेड बाई सुपीरियर ट्रेडिंग डालस एंड अवेलेबल इन ऑल लीडिंग स्टोर ऑफ टेक्सिस Indo American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews and Local Community Roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM Hi I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali and I'm Pramod Indo American News Radio Well you know those are very short commercial breaks I'm getting a little worn out just having to go from one to the other uh gosh usually we have a lot more commercials from what's going on here mm-hmm. yeah but well, well, now wait that a minute burping. <laughs> burping away <laughs> you very satisfied <laughs> sanchali over there yeah jyoti fed us candy <laughs> oh right okay so why don't we uh, talk a little bit about uh, the next uh, Tom Cruise movie for a while until Ooh, I get. Oh, did you all watch it? No, not yet. No, it's something to watch though. Yeah, uh, it's what thirty-five, thirty-six years yeah, after yeah. the first one. That's true. Um, and uh, the the kids have grown up apparently. Yeah, but Tom Cruise is uh, still Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, uh, oh, but uh, uh, also there's the new uh, Downton Abbey movie yes, in theaters. Yes, yes, yes. Have you had a chance to think about it? think about it <laughs> or like going to watch it yes i i mean there are so many movies going on you know i know i yeah. mean there's only it's so many movies you can watch because uh, even in the hindi scene there are so many movies going on you know there's yeah. bulbulaiya 2 going on there's uh, anek i want to see anek for yeah. sure because yeah. i like to see movies which have some kind of a social cause or you know has a message That's instead true. of just you know running around the trees and singing and songs and you can depend on aishman to provide a yes exactly viewpoint. and it's a very again relevant uh, thing you know because in india they do get discriminated against all the north eastern states especially if you have the mongoloid look you know they oh get, certainly yeah, so. yeah. But, uh, Do you remember one of the uh, singers on Indian Idol was yes, from that area? Yes, Chang, and he sang so well. Yes, and then he moved on and became a host. He used to host a lot of shows. That's true. I think his name was Chang. Yeah, I remember him. So, did you watch anything? Uh, no, I was just uh, in bed. Oh, <laughs> but you've recovered. Looking at the ceiling, and it's improving. But you know, at night. uh it's better during the day mm-hmm. uh but at night there's no other distraction mm. so that pain just uh yeah. is on your mind do you take any painkillers still uh, i i i've tried to reduce it but i've been uh, yeah I, i've had to resort to them controlled substances yeah, yeah. okay yeah all right yeah, you will soon get over them yeah it just matter of time uh, yeah you know normal healing yeah, takes ev- its yeah, time yeah every day but what is the physiology of uh, such things like why do we need physical therapy why does the body need to recover its motion because okay, i think avinash is on so um, the okay, what happens is if okay, you on don't on. use that part of the body then uh-huh. again you know it won't recover quickly uh, atrophies or something exactly so that's why you have to exercise that part of the body more All right folks now we got Avinash with us and unfortunately modern technology doesn't seem to work all the time 
uh, we I have him on my WhatsApp. Okay. So Avinash, this is uh, at least uh, the uh, a workaround because somehow or the other he's not able to get through on the line. So Avinash, good to have you with us. Welcome back, Avinash. It's been a while. Hi, uh, hi, G- hi, Pramod Uncle, hi, Sun Charlie. How's everyone doing? Hello, Houston. Houston is doing great. We've been in the news quite a bit. I know, uh, and my, you know, my deepest uh, condolences uh, to uh, to all of Houston and all of America, and just what had the tragedy that unfolded in uh, Uvalde uh, a few days ago. Truly horrendous stuff. How how is this playing out in India? It's confusion. Um, I mean, it's kind of a uh, um, because India has stringent gun control rules, right? It's, you know, you can't even imagine um, anyone having a, you know that sort of accessibility to firearms. So, and you know, the the, the baseline uh, confusion is like you know they don't understand how the most powerful country in the world, uh, uh, you know, which is kind of on on the bedrock of super exceptionalism, falls prey to this every every single uh, every year. I mean, I, I read somewhere that there are more um, shootings this year than there are days in the year. Yeah, the they actually are. Yes. Yeah, and and for, for the first time, for the first time that I've been living in, so people can get their heads wrapped around that. Hmm. Meeting in the how are the newspapers treating this? Um, like like they like you know uh, they would anywhere else. It, you know it's the uh, the. Uh, Overarching theme is that like now the U.S. really needs to be implementing some sort of gun control, and it's like long overdue. This should have happened years ago. Yeah, they got that and right. That's, that's from 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 the editorials that I've read. Is that the theme? Yes, I see. Um, well, we were going to talk about something else too. We were going to talk about the expatriate scene in Bombay. And by the way, everyone, uh, did, uh, uh, promote. Did we introduce Avinash? No, actually, we didn't. So Avinash Gavai uh, used to be in Houston. He used to work for Indo-American News, and he's back in India. His father was the Consul General in um, Houston uh, about a decade ago, and uh, back in uh, uh, India, Avinash is in the marketing and public relations field, and. Uh, He's a regular correspondent, and he's been on the show um, quite a few times uh, thus far. And he talks about things that are happening in Bombay, right. Mumbai. Mumbai, and 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 uh, we figured that we should find out a little bit more about the expatriate scene in Bombay because it has now become such a cosmopolitan city that so many with uh, multinationals there and so many other people who just... It's going to be the Shanghai band. <laughs> the uh, w- say that again? Well, you know, like, you know, a lot of, the, you know, there's um, uh, sort of a misplaced optimism that uh, Mumbai is going to be the new Shanghai. Oh, okay. uh, You know, that's still probably decades away, but yeah. And so, you know, with all the trappings that Shanghai has, that which includes their huge expat community, Right, and and where does the expat community mostly live in in Mumbai? I'm 
can you repeat that? Where does the expat community in Mumbai live mostly? Is it? Oh, in- it would be centered. It would be centered uh, primarily in uh, Bandra and Pawai. Ah, I see. Bandra and Pawai, you said, and, and their east. Okay. Pawai is where IIT is. No, yes. no, not in Delhi. It would be Pawai, which is like, you know, because you have... Pawai is like area in Bombay, which uh, is mo- most reminiscent of, of what you would have out in the West or like, you know, something in Singapore, which were really wide sidewalks, very clean, um, very, very modern uh, uh, condominiums and high, high-rise residences, which you wouldn't find, like, you know, in the other parts of the city. So, which makes it ideal for expats to live. And, you know, how you, and it's a lot more greenery and, and stuff like that. The temperature seems to be a little cooler there, too. Oh, really? Uh, so Yeah, by, by, by about three degrees. Wow. Yeah, I used to live in Andheri West, so, yeah, I... I'm familiar with Pawai, oh, okay. yeah, which I consider on their east. Oh. Hey, so the biggest talk of yeah. the town right now is uh, Shahrukh Khan's son getting the clean chit. Yeah, he was... Uh, and there are two yeah, sides to every story. I, so I again got a video today, of course, about, you know, how with money, you know, you can uh, shut you people up. Yeah. So tell us uh, your take. What's going on? I... I I, uh, I thought it was inevitable after months and months and months of this tamasha going on. Exactly. Uh, primarily, propi- primarily propagated by our really abysmal broadcast TV news here. I knew that you know he would eventually uh, get that that sort of the uh, the green light on it eventually mm-hmm. uh, because you know they didn't really have a case. I mean it was it seemed completely predicated. On, on trying to score some points against his dad, seemed. I mean, that's like conspiracy dude. It, it, it is right now, and I'm glad he's out. I just hope he, he hasn't really suffered. Poor kid. I just you know hope um, he hasn't gone undergone any sort of trauma through uh, through this entire ordeal. That's yeah, true. Yeah, mental mental health issues. And what I find uh, course, very creditable is a kid, uh, yeah, and like you know. You know, like you know, like who's uh, if you had that sort of record on you, um, uh, it would like you know it would just sort of follow him throughout his yeah, life. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. uh, you know, I'm very uh, uh, glad to see that Shah Rukh Khan himself didn't make a fuss publicly. I'm sure he worked behind the scenes on the politicians and the police. Absolutely, no, he's very. Yeah, he no because he knew that if he sort of made any public proclamations, any sort of um, uh, the vendetta, any sort of vendetta wherever that was coming from would just heighten, right? Yeah, he had to do, he had to play that extremely coolly because you know that when it comes to India and Indians, there's a lot of ego involved invariably, right? That's true. <laughs> whether it's in the U.S. or whether it's in the motherland. So that you know, that has to be uh, uh, navigated extremely carefully Certainly. and with a lot of discretion. Yeah. Well, if I can segue back to the expatriate scene, that uh, uh-huh. uh, so how many expatriates do you think live in Mumbai? There would be. Uh, uh, I mean, the uh, the estimate that was that uh, they had an estimate that came through in 2019 saying there there were about thirty five thousand in Bombay. Thirty five thousand. Okay. That's yeah. quite a sizable number. Yeah. So. And would they be mostly from the U.S. or England, or predominantly from which uh, area? Oh, oh, you're 
were asking, like, you know, the done by nationality? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, you would have a lot. I mean, uh, if I think the top five would probably be uh, um, uh, Great Britain, the U.S., um, uh, because, you know, in the U.S., it'd be, uh, you know, because it'd be a lot of uh, um, Indian Americans uh, who are U.S. passport holders, but who've decided to live in India for an extended amount of time. Right. So you have a disproportionate number of Americans who, who live here, including many who are my friends. Um and, and then, like, you know, you have, uh, like, and then, you know, Western Europeans, Germans, and then, you know, some Nigerians. Canadians. And then, you know, a lot. Yeah. So, are, are, are a lot of the ones who are there from the U.S., are they the Hollywood types? Are they into the acting scene? Is that why they're there? No. These are the, uh, the vast majority um, are in very sort of varied professions, but... You know, decidedly, you know, those, even though they're very, they're, you know, those that involve working behind the desk, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or in some kind of construction project, because, you know, one of my best friends who then moved to Singapore, uh, a man called James, um, worked, actually worked in Reliance here uh-huh. with the Ambani. I see. And yeah. is there a sizable... Reliance. Uh, they, they, they actually headhunted him from Seoul, and he... And, uh, you know, uh, actually, Ambani wanted him personally here because, you know, he had built his rep in, in Korea. So he brought him these things and he was kind of sort of because he's, he's from Texas, actually, uh-huh. right from Austin. So, you know, he knew so he knew about all these major construction projects. He had, you know, the idea of the oil and the oil and gas industry. So he was kind of handling the, um, the all the health and safety things on on oil rigs and uh, what have you mm-hmm. on projects in Gujarat and stuff. I just found out from a coworker yesterday whose origin is uh, Tanzania, and her brother works in Hyderabad of all oh, places, wow. and she goes to visit him. So, uh, is there a sizable right. number of retirees uh, in the expat community? Like Indian Americans who've gone back? Is that what uh, you're yeah. thinking? Yeah, yeah. No, not significant. Like none that I've met, none that I've really heard. I'm sure there are, but I don't think it'd be in any sort of no. You know, that'd be sort of substantial. Right, but the, you do, you you're not in that scene. Your scene is a little bit younger crowd. Right, because <laughs> a lot of the Indian Americans yeah, here they like to retire and go back to India. So. But That's I why think, I asked that question. I think Sanchez is a tax issue. If you stay longer than six mm. months. Uh, you're liable to play uh, global taxes, which means, say you're retired and you have social security income, India could tax that uh, oh. social security. Okay. Yeah. But so, coming, coming back to Jay's point, Jay, Jay was actually asking, do some of them uh, want to be uh, in, in Bollywood? And yeah, there are a few, and like, including some I know personally. So, you know, there's some who work in special effects, there's some who've done acting, uh, and, you know, the they've um, gotten some frequently paying gigs and working commercial stuff like that and even uh, as as extras in, in Bollywood movies mm-hmm. so yeah so some of them do come for that purpose right. yeah, yeah I've heard actually that uh, you, you have to come to a certain place in Mumbai uh, in the fort area and then uh, buses come and take uh, foreigners to movie locations um, to work as yes, extras yes uh, Really? That happened, and 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 they and, and yeah, they are, I mean, not just Ford. Ford's one of them, but there it's uh, those sort of uh, 
you you have these businesses that are built up uh, where you just you just want to um, specifically white people mostly. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. That you have to be Caucasian for that. Russians are Europeans. It'd be primarily it'd be like you know it'd be complete you know just be totally Caucasians, and you know for uh, for, for for certain scenes you know the, the, it might just be a thirty second scene. In a Bollywood movie of them, you know, where the main, the, the male lead and the female lead are talking, but you have the sort of ruckus going on in the back, right? Yeah. And you need those people for that ruckus going on in the back, even if it's just a 15 second scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you yeah. have, you actually have these little cottage industries that have been built up just around this particular purpose, just to get these guys um, uh, shuttled from wherever they are. Yeah. And you give them sort of, you know, you give them their daily uh, sort of compensation, you know, five, ten thousand rupees, whatever it is. Yeah, and they're happy because they're they're they they get, you know, they they're part of a Bollywood movie, right? Yeah, right. we see most of the <laughs> background dancers in Bollywood. There, background dancers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and uh, cheerleaders in IPL, we used to see. This year, we didn't see any cheerleaders yeah, in true. IPL. Yeah. By the way, uh, is the are they? Expats who are there for the fashion scene is is Bombay a fashion capital? Hello. Yep. Certain is. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So is, I can hear you. Is Bombay a fashion capital of India? Do they have a lot of expats who are coming in as designers, fashion designers? Um, there are a few. I mean, it's still primarily uh, a very sort of uh, industry. Whether it's like you know the Delhi Fashion Week. Or Mumbai um, Fashion Week, uh, at least from the designer standpoint. But they do get um, foreigners coming in from the other sort of auxiliary business. So, it, you know, the guys who are involved in, you know, running textiles or, you know, who handles, you know, the lighting for a fashion show. Uh, not you know not part of the model center, but you know the technology that's associated with it, the infrastructure. So you get some you know some vendors that are that do get called from places like you know Dubai, or if it's more high end, like places like like Milan or uh, or London or New York. Right. Well, Avinash, yeah. Avinash, we're almost out of time. We yeah, got about 60, six, 60 seconds. Okay. And Kolkata now to Gujarat. IPL fever. How's it going? Yeah, Mumbai Indians didn't do well at all, so I'm sure. We, you got 40 seconds, uh, and before we cut you off. <laughs> Hello. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Hey, talk about IPL. Well, I'm, we're we're really out of time, guys. Oh, okay. Uh, we've been talking to Avinash yeah. Gawai, who's uh, a frequent uh, uh, correspondent for us. He's calling in from Bombay, and and it is at. 4.30 in the morning, Sunday morning, that he gets up to call us, guys. So if you enjoy what you hear here, just just understand the sacrifices that Avinash is making. Huh? Huh, Avinash? And uh, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me again. Hope, you're, hope everyone's well there. All right. Thank, thank you, you so much, you Avinash. Take care. Take care. Yeah. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Stay well. Bye. 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 Well, okay, so folks, don't go away. This is Indo-American News Radio. We'll be back with our last 20 minutes. American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio.
पिछले दो सालों में बहुत कुछ बदला और अगर कुछ है जो नहीं बदला वो है महाराजा के हीरे द मोस्ट ब्यूटिफुल डायमंड महाराजा बेस्ट क्वालिटी डायमंडी महाराजा ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड लाइफ फाइव एट टू वन हिल क्रॉफ्ट सेवन वन थ्री फोर एट जीरो सिक्स सेवन सेवन सिक्स You're protective of your money. And why wouldn't you be? You work hard. You stick to a budget. You save. So you deserve a company that has your budget in mind. At Discount Power, we care for our customers by offering affordable electricity to fit your lifestyle. Just because it's an essential doesn't mean it needs to be expensive. That means more money to do more of the things you want. Discount Power. Why pay more for electricity? Visit discountpowertx.com and sign up now. PUCT number 10177. The Banke Bihari Parivar of Houston invites you to the long-awaited Shrimad Bhagwat Mahapuran Dasham Skand Shri Krishna Leela Katha by Param Shraddhe Shri Mridul Krishan Goswami Ji. Come experience four days of your Krishna bliss with mesmerizing jankies and his world-famous bhajans. Tuesday, May 31st through Friday, June 3rd at the Hampton and Sugarland off Highway 6 and 90, 6:30 p.m. onwards with box prasad served every day after katha. For more info, call or text 832-899. All right folks we're back again and this time we're going to be doing our last 20 minutes of the show we and I am going to take the lead by being on my soapbox cuz I'm really really upset just like a lot of you people out there about what has happened to these kids in Uvalde and how all of these things could be uh, could be avoided what I really offends me at this point what the governor what Ted Cruz what all the other officials are talking about is somebody propped open the door in the back now Ted Cruz is on a YouTube video talking about how to close doors and only have one door to schools and so on and so forth as as if schools are the only places it's happening it happened in the uh, friends uh, grocery store what is it in in, in buffalo buffalo, yeah. buffalo new york and that wasn't a school you can't have just one door there and and so it's that's this sidestepping the issue the issue the 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 red herring in the in in the in the pale right now is that we need to do something about guns so i want to relate some a couple of things to you that came to me as uh, a little bit of a of a um, revelation also uh 1996 there was a massacre of 16 elementary school students in uh Dunblane Scotland and 1996 okay so that's what 30 uh, 26 years ago yes so after that it led to the ban the total ban of owning handguns in the UK it didn't take them very long to get to that point yeah total ban Okay now uh so what's a handgun a gun that just it's it's is it the small one or is yeah, it the big the small one, one. That, that's the my small one. caliber okay okay you don't have to put on the but, shoulder but over here but what about rifles well no okay i don't know about this but they talked about okay. handguns and then there were other guns that were uh, okay. also eliminated it's very very hard to get a gun in the uk 
just like it is very very hard to get a gun in india you know yeah you have to have a license and a lot of and scrutiny. in australia also and and new zealand they yeah. actually bought out guns after the massacre uh, in uh, the the mosque Christ massacre Church, i think yeah in in uh, what was that th- four years ago yes right now now when we fast forward to what's happened here in uvaldi uh, in uvaldi we have a second term congressman uh uh by the name of uh Tony uh Gonzales he represents Uvaldi and Uvaldi Gonzales he voted against two gun control measures pushed by the democrats in the house last year including that one that would have expanded background checks for I, firearms is he sales. a democrat or he's a republican, republican. of oh, course yeah. come on promote okay. but Uvaldi is quite hispanic cuz yeah, i'm wondering yeah but it doesn't matter oh, you know? okay. right. but he said i voted no on two gun control measures in the house today i'm proud uh, proud supporter of the second amendment and will do everything i can to oppose gun uh, grabs from the left that is a, a typical rhetoric that's going on right now but and i don't pe- understand why people are so stuck up on a second amendment they the reason why it is called a me- as an amendment is because there were deficiencies in the constitution now there's a deficiency in the amendment we uh, the deficiency is this we're killing kids so we have to do something about that there is but why was there this huge you know delay in the police Well okay that all the kids were calling 911 the parents were begging to be let in right, they okay, were barricaded okay that that is uh, that is a separate a issue, issue from yeah, from but, actually you know, having the gun right now one other thing we have here is that uh, we have uh, ex president trump he was here in town yes okay. so was your favorite Okay so uh, Dan Patrick had the good sense to say I'm not going to come and do my speech Greg, Greg Abbott, Abbott did Abbott, Abbott also said uh, no but Patrick uh, and Abbott by saying no w- Trump's response to that was that he would not back out of the speech and he took a jab at those he did and unlike some I don't disappoint you by not showing up Trump said with a smile Now you know what kind of What about your favorite what did he say Oh, uh, well, we, uh, you know, Cruz. He dis- was there. Despicable Cruz. <laughs> no, you have several names for him. Cancun Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Despicable Cruz said, uh, r- well, he was on this video, Sky uh, News video, you know, defending th- why it is the way it is and that, you know, we you live in the greatest... You always want to bring politics, that's what he said. Politics yeah, and we live in the greatest country yeah. in the world, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, it's obfuscation. Obfuscation, is that the right yeah. word? Yeah, obfuscation. Yeah. Right so and Wayne Wayne Lapierre you know who Wayne Lapierre is yes. no I don't he is the CEO of the NRA Oh okay he said there is there are common sense things that can be done such as better protecting schools fully funding the police and improving the nation's broken mental health system Okay so all of these things need to be done but the easy thing about not making guns so accessible not is is never even yeah, addressing brought into the, the, the the root cause of R- the right yeah. and 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 as and by the way and i don't think second amendment means um, you have a right to carry a ar15 right by the way our representative uh, from uh, fort bend uh, neils what's his name yeah try neils try neils his his idea get this this is so much uh, so hard to uh, to understand he says we should put 
we should fund 100,000 police officers to be around uh, schools. We can't even fund the police that we have. But the police yeah. officers are not doing what they're supposed yeah. to do. The guy who was leading this, he just received training on yeah. what to do. And then the, he waited yeah. 78 minutes exactly. before, uh, going, before in. going in. So, right. But but what he's saying is, 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 isn't this ludicrous for somebody to be saying to fund 100,000 police officers when it would be so much cheaper just to make it m more difficult to get uh, guns? And by the way, I have a solution. Bullets cost 20 cents each for certain calibers. Why not make a tax on bullets so bullets are so expensive, just like cigarettes? Why should you make bullets? Why is life so cheap that it can be killed, but you can be killed by a 16-cent bullet? So what are we going to do about all this, Jawahar? We're going to go on to the next topic. <laughs> 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 and the topic was IPL, something so, so, easy. So th there, was this, there was this little, uh, what should I say, a diagram which is going around on WhatsApp where yeah. it's so, you know, mass shooting and then people respond and then you know, and lots prayers. of thoughts and prayers and then, you know, then again. finally we go back to Go back because very, nothing very really happens and yeah. the cycle keeps going on and it's very sad. I think uh, the... Thing uh, John Cornyn, he kind of surprised me. He actually wants to talk oh, okay. with the other side right now. He's a s other senator, senior senator from yeah, Texas. That's true. So he's made some inroads like that. But Despicable Cruz, you know, he needs to go back to Cancun. Yeah. Let's send him. Yes. Let, you know, the basic thing is the right has organized itself over the last 20, 30 years. And they've gotten their act together. They put in their own people in legislatures, uh, state legislatures, in the Congress and the Supreme Court. So that has really changed the uh, political landscape. Correct. So we have to swing the pendulum back to us. Yes. And so that means uh, uh, organization not just for today or tomorrow, but for decades. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. So do we have IPL in movie news? Yes, we do. Uh, IPL uh, is going to come to an end tomorrow morning. The match starts at 9.30. It's between the Gujarat Titans and the Rajasthan Royals. Uh, it will be in the Motera st uh, Stadium in Ahmedabad. So Gujarat is probably the home team there. Favorites, yeah. And they deserve to win, actually. Yeah. So They've got the best <coughs> record so far. In, the, in this year's IPL. Yeah, so Hardik Pandya And they is just come through at the very last captain. minute. You know, in many games they have done that. So they deserve it. You remember yeah. the last one they won, right? Yeah, Miller. but you know, I wouldn't discount uh, Sanju Samson and the Rajasthan Royals. Yeah, they Royals. played phenomenally yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So, awesome. uh, Josh Butler. Josh Butler himself is he like... Can he can He already scored 800 time. runs in 14 matches. Yeah. He has scored a couple of times, uh, you know, like 8, 10 runs. Mm -hmm. but, but most of the time he's... centuries. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday he scored yeah. a century. So, uh, and so he deserves the orange cap for sure. That's true. Yeah. But he's I way, think, uh, way ahead of the others. So, I think it's going to be a good match. Uh, yeah. So, we should be... Uh, up for a wonderful match uh, tomorrow morning. Yes. And uh, now, uh, what else is going on? Uh, I was glad in a way that Delhi Capitals didn't make it to the top four. Why is that? You know, because of the what? anti-Delhi anti rhetoric here? No, because they were unprofessional. They're at the bottom oh, of yeah. the fair play award. They were doing... Bad things. What should I say? Misbehaving. Unprofessional stuff. Yeah. yeah. On the 
So that is the reason why I didn't want them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, they got themselves out of their... Karma. Uh, yeah, yes. on their own. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, 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 what about movies? Have you seen anything Oh lately? my God, I went and saw Dhakar. Ah, you're the <laughs> one of the few, right? Was it an empty hall? There were a few people, mm. but uh, you sent the statistics about how much money it made. It's, yeah. it's pathetic. Last week, it was only like 10,000 rupees or oh something. Oh my God. It, yeah, I, I'm not surprised. It's it almost quite as a if waste uh, of people time. are boycotting her. That too, and the movie really didn't have anything at all really? in it. You know, it was just, she's just showing off her, uh, what should I say, Assets. skills. <laughs> no, no, she's a special agent. So, yeah. you know, she's uh, doing a lot of martial arts and... Um, are, are, Jumping. What's the actor's name? Uh, he had come for the gala. Arjun oh. Rampal. Arjun huh. Rampal. He uh, was, you know, also in the movie, but it was quite pathetic. The whole storyline was pathetic. Uh. It was just, yeah, not they, worth it at all. They were on couple show. Yeah, but on the other hand, you know, uh, uh, Kangana's uh, TV show called Lock Up is doing very well. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's probably nothing against her, just the story. So what kind of a movie show is this? Uh, I mean, uh, TV show is this? It's some kind of a reality show where... Oh, so she's like a talk show host? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Not necessarily talk show, but I think it's some kind of a game that people play. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, it says <laughs> Kangana Film sells 20 tickets on day 8. What? Yes. In and Houston? It, and it collects in rupees 4,420 no, no, 4, on day 8. It's that bad. Whoa. Yeah. Well, you got to have a flop for every... That's true. Few right. Of them. So, but there are a couple of movies that are showing at the theaters right now mm-hmm. at AMC. Uh, one is Bulbulaya 2, yeah. which is a takeoff on Bulbulaya 1. But they're different uh, stars. There's uh, Kartik Aryan and Kiera Advani. Uh, oh, in uh, Dhakar, there was Divya Dutt. Divya Dutt is a very good actress. Yeah. So I was surprised yeah, to see I her heard. in there. You know, yeah. But she had quite a big role in it. Um, so Bulbulaya 2 is on. And there is uh, Anik. I'm looking forward to watching yeah, Ayushman Khurana. Yeah, by... Uh, what's the director's name? Ad- Aditya Anurag. I forget. But he is the one who made Mulk, who made Article 15. Oh, okay. And uh, he always has a message. You Anurag know. Kashyap? Exactly, Anurag yeah. Kashyap. And he uh, deals with the situation in the Northeast and how they're not even like considered as part of India by most Indians. Mm-hmm. And that is the truth. So he's bringing that topic uh, out in the open and uh, dealing with it. And but you have to remember how the Northeast uh, athletes have brought so many, you know, kudos and so many medals and uh, accolades true. for yeah, India that yeah. it's a shame that we treat them like that. I've seen other movies also where, you know, they are always treated like outsiders sure. when they come to the... I used to have two money, three, two or three Manipuris in my class when oh, I was okay. doing my master's in pharmacy at Jadapur University. Uh, it's hard for them to assimilate yes, because somehow they are, you know, uh, well, isolated and, you know, they are, uh, castrated. I'm sure so. they have problems on both sides. Uh, right. Know, if they were part of China, they would have difficulty. Right, right. And they address that. They say, tell them, they, they say themselves, that, oh, we are called chinkies, you know, yeah. and there's <laughs> a lot of uh, 
uh, rebels and you know revolutionaries in that area so sure. so they've included everything in that picture so i'm that's, looking forward to watching yeah. Anik, yes great yeah and aishman kurana of course and then two um, english movies uh, tom yeah, cruise tom, top uh, gun maverick yay yeah. <laughs> And then uh, and also Downtown, uh, Downtown Abbey, Abbey it's yes. worth considering. Yeah, yeah. So there's so a lot Jawan, going on at the movies, yes. folks. And then there is uh, Prithvi Raj coming, the Akshay Kumar star. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's about Prithvi Raj Chauhan. And I right. saw the preview. It looks really good. Yeah. So I think the Gujar community in uh, Rajasthan is upset about something. Oh, but they mm-hmm. always find something, you know, with <laughs> any of the historical movies. Because That's it's true. hard to actually stick yeah to all the that's you know, true facts so jawar do we have a song we have a song oh, well, what are you after a while you know we have to have a song somewhere along the way so i have this one song it's by vangelis vangelis did this number that was on the charts for 26 weeks mm-hmm. and longer even uh, it's called charts of fire oh yeah and vangelis was a greek composer and uh, he was a musician, a songwriter, and a producer of electronic pr- uh, music. And he died last week at oh. the age of 79. Oh. And so this song is uh, actually going to bring back a lot of memories for people. So with this song, uh, we're going to sign off. I'm going to uh, look forward to meeting you guys next week. Yes, certainly. Okay. And uh, hopefully the weather will somewhat improve. And uh, Sanchali say bye 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 and Ray Liotta also died. You know, Ray Liotta, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry Harry Hill. And then we should remember that it's Memorial Days. That's when we remember the Day veterans who gave their life for their country. Country, exactly. And and we should remember all those other people whose lives have been taken. So yes, certainly. And the young kids of yes. Uvalde. So folks, certainly. goodbye. We'll and see you next teachers. Saturday. And don't forget, we have the, the quiz next Saturday. We've got three victims lined up already. Woohoo! Woohoo! Okay. Okay, so folks. Uh, until next week. <laughs>